Hey, sweet mama, do you want to feel patient and calm with your children? Are you sick of constantly overreacting, yelling, and even experiencing mom rage with your family? Do you find yourself up late at night consumed with mom guilt and remorse for your words and actions with your kids? Do you wish you could have daily alone time to feel restored and connect with God? There is a way to take care of yourself guilt-free and show up as a calm, patient, and kind mama to your kids. Hey, I'm Elizabeth, and I'm a stress coach for Christian moms. I'm a wife, a mom of four, and the daughter of the king. Want to know how to become present, peaceful, and calm mama? I'm about to teach you how to connect with God, master your mindset, set healthy boundaries, and be in control of your emotions. My friend, I pray that this podcast blesses you. I'm Elizabeth, and you are listening to Emotionally Healthy Legacy Podcast. Hey mama, do you want more time for yourself? Do you want to feel supported? Do you want to feel like you're doing a great job? What if you were not running an empty anymore? What if you could prioritize your needs without mom guilt? What if you didn't resent your family for all their needs? Imagine if you woke up feeling like you are a step ahead of your day. If you felt calm and grounded throughout the day. How about if you went to bed without mom guilt for losing it again? Being a mom is hard, but feeling miserable and putting yourself last is a choice. You don't want to wake up one day when your kid is 18 and you still feel like a mess. Your kids look up to you and they mirror your choices and energy. When you take care of yourself, you feel internally much better and that serves your whole family. Kids will benefit from a mama that is healthy and takes care of herself. This year, as Mother's Day is approaching, ask yourself, am I willing to live like this for the rest of my life? If your answer is no, it's time to invest into your mental and emotional well-being. You are worth investing in. Motherhood is too short to spend your days feeling depleted, miserable, and like a failure. Feeling called to invest in yourself? Click on the link in the show notes and schedule a call with me to see if my four-week program is a good fit for you. Hi, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Emotionally Healthy Legacy. Today, I have a guest with us. Her name is Katie. She is a mom of four. Um, She's also a podcaster, and she loves to encourage other moms. Today, we'll be talking about the power of words. The power of words how they can destroy things and hurt people around us and how we can build our family members up. Um, There's a whole, like, I think there's different aspects of it, like power of words that you say to others and what you say to yourself. That's like, it's huge, right? Because what we say to ourselves, what we say to others affect how we and the other person feels and then that affects our actions, right? So we there's so much power in our words. So um, Katie, I would love for you to introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from. You do have four kids. You have a set of twins in there. Tell us a little bit about that. And then we'll go from there. Hi, everyone. I'm Katie. I'm excited to be here. I do have twins. It is crazy. Yes, it is everything like you've heard. 
<laughs> and more. <laughs> but yes, I have four kids. They are all blonde and blue eyed. I don't really know how that happened, but it did. My oldest is five. The twins are three and the youngest is almost two. So it's crazy in our house, but it's, yeah, it's been really good. It has taught me a lot. It has forced me to pay attention to my words. And that had to start with the words that I was telling myself because you don't realize how bad the stuff you're telling yourself is until you start talking to someone else and it's coming out on them. And you're like, oh, that's awful. I should never say that to someone, but you're saying it to someone else because you're thinking it about yourself already first. So that's where all of this is coming from for me. I am big on mental health and personal perspective and all of that. So yeah, that's where I started with this. Yeah, thank you. Um, I'm definitely also like big on um, ways that you can support yourself mentally, personal growth. And you're also a Christian. So if you're yes. a Christian mama and you're listening to this, like this is important because we're also going to um, like bring in some of that um, Christian perspective um, on our conversation today. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about when did you became aware of this? When did you start catching yourself Um like saying maybe was it negative things to your kids and then you realize you're saying negative things to yourself like let's let's get some perspective on like the real life like what was happening when did it was it like eye-opening to you that oh my goodness I do this and this is a problem that needs to be addressed yes it actually happened before I had the twins it happened with my first child so I can't even blame like overwhelm I just had one child and I was struggling with some like postpartum depression and all of this stuff, but she was almost, she was one and a half, I think at this time. And I was just doing laundry in the living room and I heard her, she was in the kitchen doing like magnets on the fridge or something. And I just hear her talking out loud to herself and she's saying, don't do that. You know, not to do that. Yeah. And stop that. And, and she went on for like a good five minutes, just saying things she should not do. And I just, I've, felt like I'd been punched in the gut because all she was remembering, all she was processing right there is everything negative that I had told her not to do. And I was like, is that all I'm saying to her? Have I only been saying, don't do that. Stop doing that. You need to quit that. And she's one and a half, you know, and I just, I felt terrible. And I thought, why am I doing this? Why? How can I do this? How is she ever going to know that she's loved if the narrative she says to herself all the time is, don't do that. You're bad. You messed up again. And I realized as I started processing that and thinking that, that I was doing that, to, I was correcting myself all the time. Stop doing that. Oh, you yelled again. Oh, you did this. And so when you're in that place, you feel so frustrated by your own sin and your own shortcomings all the time, that that's what you see in other people. You see their shortcomings and they're like glaringly evident. And it's, it becomes your, your train of thought for yourself and others. Yeah. Thank you for saying that and being like so open about like and vulnerable because admitting our own kind of mistakes and motherhood and just and life is hard. It's not easy to admit that we're not doing well in certain areas and that something needs to be done about it. Yes. And it is so convicting for me to hear. Cause like before we started, I was telling you that 
I struggle with correcting my kids a lot and not saying enough positive affirmations and positive um, praise. And when they do something good, the way you know, respond in a positive way or whatever. In my mind, I'm like, well, psh, you should be because I'm teaching you how to do this. Like I've said it like 20 times before, and it's like it does not come naturally for me to praise them and to say positive things over them. And I've listened to like a while back, like the you know podcasts about the power of our words and how they can really, really impact our kids. And you know, unless you hear it day in and day out, you just kind of listen to it, and you know, it goes out the window, right? So let's talk about what did you start doing to change that? You know, you said first you had to be aware of how you talk to yourself, and did that come from your childhood? Were you was that? you know, those words you were saying to yourself, was that something that you grew up in? And that was often said to you. So it kind of became your inner voice. And then you started to pass that on to your kids. Yes. So my dad struggled with that. He generally was a corrector only. Like that's the type of words you got from him. And he never acted like he didn't love us at all. But I, my love language is words of affirmation. So when, you know, one of your main parents is just using words of correction or words that sound harsh, even if they're not, like you just, you intake that and you feel like there's something you constantly need to improve about yourself. And so he struggled with that from his parents too. Like we've talked about this and he has dealt with that and he has even grown and changed since. But just when you have that in your life, that's what you start to think. You start to have those thoughts. And so I know that I've done that with my kids. The other day I actually, I noticed that I'm like, my kids don't, they're not excited to be around me when I'm the one talking all the time. They're not. (laughs) And so I stopped and I prayed and I was thinking about all of the verses there are. There are so many verses about being slow to speak, keeping your mouth shut. It says, even a fool is considered wise if he does not speak. And so I just had all of those verses just running through my head and not in a guilty way, but in a, this is what I really want. I want my kids to know that they can talk to me and that I'm not just going to throw my words at them. So I stopped. And for the rest of that day, I just kept praying, God, can you help me keep my mouth shut? And I wouldn't say that anything changed with their behavior. Like they didn't become like better kids or anything, but I noticed in myself, I was a lot calmer. I was not trying to like solve all the situations with my words. You know, usually you're in the middle of something and you see your kid doing something they shouldn't be and you start to like yell at them or call across the room or, and then another child comes up and you feel like you're talking so much. So I literally just kept praying, God, help me keep my mouth closed. And I, I was so much calmer and I was so much quicker to let go of the things that they were dealing with because I didn't feel like I needed to verbally correct them. They knew it was wrong. They knew they shouldn't have done that, but we get to move on. So that was one of the things I did the other day, but it does start with yourself. So I don't know. I think you talk about affirmations, right, Elizabeth? Yes. So I, and even if you don't do affirmations, that's okay. But the concept of affirmations is about reminding yourself what you need to say to yourself. (laughs) So like for me, that was saying, you know, a fool is considered wise when he doesn't speak. So 
we have to start doing this every day with ourselves. That's why so many women do their Bible time in the morning, because that's them putting God's word on top of themselves and saying, this is what I'm saying to myself all day. It's not just, oh, I have to read my Bible every day. It's, okay, this morning I read that God said he loves me a lot. And so Every time I make a mistake today, every time I yell at my kids and I wish I didn't, every time I feel like I failed someone, I'm going to stop and put that word back on, that affirmation, that thought, he loves me. And what that's going to do is that's going to heal the places in you that that are struggling, that are stressed out, that are feeling like they have to earn it. And when you have those places healed up, then you're so much less likely to attack your kids, to feel like you want them to be in that same guilty place with you and affirm them because you're affirming yourself and God is affirming you already. That Those are really wise, good words and like reminders for us um, as moms. And for sure, like, yes, I do affirmations. And you know what I started doing recently? I wrote them out and in my journal. Mm-hmm. And in the morning, I, before my kids are up, one of the things that I would do, I would stand in front of the mirror and I would say them out loud and I would look at myself in the mirror as I'm saying them, which is like so odd and weird. <laughs> Let me be honest. So weird. So weird. Um, but I would stand in front of the mirror and I would read it once and then I would look at myself in the mirror and repeat it a few more times and just say it again and again and again. So give us some examples of some affirmations that you started using since we're talking about like correcting our kids a lot and beating ourselves up mentally, like I'm not good enough. I messed up. I failed. I'm a bad mom. I'm just constantly keep losing it with my kids. What would be some affirmations that would flip that, right? And that would help us support ourselves and that would shift some of that mindset. And then those are some of those words that we might even say later to our kids. Mm, yes. Oh, I've had so many of these. And like you said, I write them down. Usually I go in kind of like a month phase of like, these are the ones I'm focusing on. These are the ones I'm holding on. The one I'm holding on to right now that has helped me, and it doesn't sound like it has anything to do with our kids, but it has helped me stop being so frustrated. So my biggest struggle during the day is feeling like we're not able to do the things that we need to get done during the day because I have little, little kids and I feel like I'm supposed to get quote unquote so much done. And I feel like I want to get so much done and it just doesn't happen. So I feel very frustrated a lot during the day. And so one of the things that I have been saying to myself is I have 100% of what I should have right now. And that like stops me in my tracks because instead of trying to feel like I need to get more done on my to-do list or I needed to have more time during nap time to rest or I need my husband to say this to me, I, I have 100% of what I am supposed to have right now because God has given me everything I have in my day right now. And it just it just stops the complaining. It stops that sort of rundown thought of, my kids should obey me more and I should be this way. And and that's what we get stuck in. You know, we're going through our day. It's halfway through the day. We're sweeping up after lunch and everything is gross. And you're like, why, why am I still doing this? And you have to have something that stops you in your tracks and say, no, I'm not going to think those thoughts. And I actually do. One of the things I do is I picture my brain as 
a series of train tracks. And when your brain is headed a certain direction, like a complaining direction, it is really hard to stop that train. When a train is going fast, it's almost impossible to say, no, I'm going to stop it and I'm going to turn it around. You can't do that. So what I picture doing is literally hopping from that train onto another train that's on a track going a different direction. And so that's what you're doing with an affirmation. You're not trying to wrestle with your thoughts. You're not trying to undo them or fix them. You're just saying, I'm going to hop on a different train of thought right now that I know is better for me. And that is going to help me so much. I love that (laughs) analogy. I love it. It's really powerful. And visualization is just powerful in general. Yes. One of the things that one of the visualizations, it was a meditation I started doing recently. And one of the visualizations in there is like you breathe in positive energy and like you have it fill your whole body and all the negative comes out of the earth like limbs like you just like get it all out and that one really (laughs) helps me because sometimes it is so true like when you are stuck in a negative mindset it is so hard to snap out of it it is so so challenging. And like, I just want to validate moms who are struggling and are like, have days like that when they're, they're just stuck like that. It is so hard to snap out of it. One of the things that is helpful for me, um, I do have like a gratitude journal that mm-hmm. I write in every day, things I'm grateful for. Sometimes yes. if it's in the middle of the day, um, I, sometimes call my husband. I remember I had a conversation with him a few weeks ago and I'm like, I just feel like I'm a negative funk and I don't like it. I just want to snap out of it and I can't. Can you tell me some positive things that are happening in my life right now? I need your help. Like I felt so stuck. I'm like, I don't want to be like this because it's affecting you mentally negatively. And it's like spilling out into the rest of the family. Noticing you're being more critical of your kids and then your spouse. And it's just bleeding into all these other areas of your life. So it was like really helpful. He like mentioned like 10 things. I'm like, you're right. Thank you for reminding me all the positive things that are in my life. So that was helped me. That's like another practical thing that was helpful for me. When we talk about, um, like you were saying, an affirmation that you said to yourself, another one that I struggle with, like, so I came from a household where my mom was always productive and she still is. (laughs) And she knows that. And she will admit it that she has a really hard time setting down and resting. (laughs) And when she's sick, she'll just take a bunch of NyQuil or DayQuil and just like push through. Like she cannot (laughs) just like, she has to be sick as a dog and not be able to move at all in order for her to take a break. She just can't. Like she always feels like she has to do stuff and I love her and she's amazing, but that's, that's one of the things she knows is a little like thing that she needs to work on. And that's um, having that modeled in my home. I mean, she got it from her mom because I just didn't know any different. That was the way life was. Right. And so that was what was modeled to me. And I, I like struggle with taking a break and struggle with like feeling like I'm productive and I did enough during the day. Mm. Right? And so like I had to tell myself affirmations like I did my best and that was enough. Or I had to tell myself like being with my kids, being present with my kids is productive. Like, or, you know, spending time with my kids is productive. 
rest is productive, whatever it is. Like if you constantly feel like you're saying these, oh, you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this. And then you tell your kids like, no, you can't play. You have to do this. You have to do this constantly correcting them because you feel like, I mean, I catch myself doing that because I feel like I have to be productive all the time. So I feel like my kids need to be productive all the time, you know, like always use their time wisely every single second of their day. So like, it's just so... Um, eye-opening to just to be aware of it, kind of like, what are you telling yourself? Where does it come from? And like the power of those words. So let's kind of touch on how you started to shift. Like you started to say some certain affirmations that are different. Like how did you notice that impacted you, how you showed up with your kids, how you started to talk to your kids? Because like the ripple effect, right? Yes. Well, I want to say the first thing not to do is whenever you notice yourself having those thoughts, having those, saying those words towards your kids, maybe the first thing you do generally is say, oh, I shouldn't do that. I should not do that. That was bad. And what that immediately does is make you like stubborn and freaked out. And you're just, you immediately, you cannot change. You're not open anymore. And we see that with our toddlers, right? If they're doing something bad, we're like, don't do that. You shouldn't do that. It's either tantrum or stubborn and not willing to obey. You have to gently redirect and our thoughts are the same way. So that was the biggest shift for me actually was not telling myself, you shouldn't think that way. Stop thinking that way. I got to say, okay, I I see that that's where I'm headed right now. Where do I want to be? And what is going to help me get through today? And just gently redirecting, almost having this like conversation with myself because no one was there to do it with me and being able to say, it is okay that I thought that it's okay that I felt that way, but I don't want to stay stuck there. I don't want to stay stuck in that because I know where that leads and that leads back into depression and anxiety if I, if I let that happen. But I do want to say with affirmations, with, with those things, I started off with just kind of basic ones. But the closer that affirmation is to an actual scripture, the more power it has. So for a while I did affirmations and you will notice some benefits because you're, you're just saying good things over yourself, but you don't actually notice change until you are believing that the word of God is true for you in that moment. So you have to get used to kind of quoting it to yourself. And once you do that, you'll find yourself memorizing certain scriptures. I forget which one I'm working on right now. Um, but I started doing it with my kids then. So as I'm going through this slow journey by myself, I finally started to implement it then with my kids. And so we have a Bible verse that we mentioned. So the closer the words are to God's words, the more power they're going to have. I listened to part of If Gathering. I don't know if you guys have ever heard that, but I had to listen to one of the speakers. Her name was Sadie Robertson Huff. And she said, the reason that truth is so powerful is because it's true. And I think we forget that when we are in a stuck place and we're being negative, we don't feel like the Bible is true. And so we have to get used to quoting it to ourselves so much that we recognize this is true for me right now. So the verse I'm doing with my kids right now is Psalm 66, 5, and it says, come and see what the Lord has done. He is awesome in his deeds towards the children of men. And every time we say this, I point to them and I say, okay, whose deeds are awesome? Is it ours? And they're like, no. And I'm like, yeah, we messed up again. We all just did terrible things. It was awful. And I was starting to get frustrated and angry. But whose deeds do we get to look at? God's. His are still awesome. So I don't like what any of y'all just did. And I'm really angry about it. But 
I'm going to look at God's deeds and we're going to look at them together and we're going to forgive each other and we're going to go try again. And it is, it is night and day different. Like their attitude shifts, their faces lift up because they recognize I'm not there to condemn them. I'm not there to punish them all the time. I don't want to be that for them. I'm there to redirect them back to God's word and God's rules. Do you have any affirmations that you speak over your kids? Oh, I don't have any specific ones. Like I don't have any that I write down. My biggest thing with them right now is getting them to hear what is in their heads. So a couple of months ago, my oldest daughter, she is five. And we watched this movie. I forget. I think it was like the Inside Out movie or something. And it was emotional for her. And the movie ended and she was sitting there crying. Everybody else was like dancing to the end credits music. And she's just sitting there sobbing on the couch. And then she ran to her room. And I was like, oh, do I, I don't really want to, I just, you know, want to have a good night. And I was like, no, I need to just go in there and just see how she is. So I went in there and I sat with her and I was like, what's going on? And she was like, I'm just really sad. And I was like, yeah. And a part of me wanted to just be like, yeah, it was a sad movie. Right. So let's, it's okay. It was just a movie. Let's move on. And it would have been really easy to just kind of gloss over that. But I sat with her and I was like, why do you think you're so sad? And we had to talk for a little while before she said it. But she finally said, I just really miss all my friends. And I feel like I'm never going to see them again. Because we recently moved and she doesn't have close friends here yet. And that just, you know, that like breaks your heart. But it was so powerful for her to say exactly what she was scared of exactly what she was feeling because when you don't name that it's just it just builds or it just sits there and they don't understand i'm lonely or i'm sad or i'm scared they're just this is it this is i'm crying and so it is so important for us to help our kids label and name and explain what they're going through and then we can redirect them if we need to but they need to have a name for what is happening to them oh you're just really lonely right now. I, I feel that way sometimes too. Here's what I do. But without that, they, they don't understand what is going on. It's just scary. And if we don't go there with them, if we just say, okay, you need to stop crying right now. We have to leave. And you push it off, which sometimes we have to do because our lives are busy. But if you just push that off, they never get to the root of that. They never understand why they're upset. They have no clue. They just know that they're supposed to shut it off and I shouldn't feel that way. For sure. Like in my life, I love to get to the root of issue with my kids. I mean, sometimes when you're, you know, rushing out the door, you, you really don't have the time for it. <laughs> yes. But if you tend, um, if you choose to create a slower pace of life, which I think is actually really important, you create that space in your day to be able to talk to your kids. But if you have such a busy lifestyle, you're constantly running from one thing to another, you won't have a time to check in with your kids like that, to go deeper, to see what's going on. You'd be too exhausted, right? But if you like, and I, I mean, that's super important for me. I think like we choose to have a slower pace of life for this reason, because I don't want to be constantly busy and overwhelmed not to have the space and the time to check in with my kids. And it's like, what is actually going on underneath there and getting down? Cause like I've, like even with my son, oldest son, he would say certain things like, oh, I'm stupid. And we never say those things in our house at yeah. all. 
but he hears it at school. Somebody else called them stupid, like a bully at school. So then it becomes his in, inner voice in certain times when things are not like turning out or the way he wants them to, or he feels like he's failing at something and he says, I'm stupid. So it's like getting to the root. Where did you hear that? Why do you think that about yourself? Tell me more. Yeah. Yeah. If you're just constantly busy and you are struggling as a mom yourself and you're in a hard place, you will, it will be almost impossible to come alongside your kids like that. You won't have the mental energy for it and the time for it. Right. And so that's why I'm so passionate and like supporting moms. Like, let's get you in a better place emotionally, yes. mentally, spiritually, physically, so you feel better. So then you do have the energy to check in with your kids like that yes. and see what's underneath there. And like, yes, there's a verse in the Bible that the tongue, it can like, it can destroy. It can destroy. Maybe you can even think of that verse. Yes, it's in James. It says it is a restless form of evil that man cannot tame. Like, and it's if you read the passage, I think it's James three. It's kind of terrifying to read because it talks about how strong it is, and it is. It is so hard to tame, and that's why we have to ask for God's help to do this, and we have to learn to use his words instead of ours. Yeah. And have you ever like paid attention how much damage words can do when you, let's say you get in a fight with your spouse or things are so heated with you and your kids, how much damage can be done with words? I mean, I've definitely done damage and then you need to repair, but like there's, and we can touch on that quickly too, like how to repair But like, I know that when we're in a bad place, there's the words they can like literally people divorce because of hurtful. Yeah. Yes. There's so much power. Like people kill because of the hurtful things have been said. Like people like it's, it's so destructive. And so we need to be so aware of what we say and when we say it, how we say it. Right. Yeah. And like one of the things that I've been coming across recently in social media, which I started to implement when I notice with my kids that I said something and I'm like, darn it, I should have not said that. Right. <laughs> the thought, right. Yes. And instead I say like, Hey, Oh, that was not kind. Can I, can I try again? Mm, like, yeah. let's try again. You know, like I made a mistake. I, that wasn't, yes. that wasn't kind. Let me try again and yes. like do a do over and like also allow your kids to do a do over. One of the things that yeah. we do in our family is when our boys are mean to each other and like saying hurtful things, I say, Hey, that's hurtful. That's not okay. Let's try again. Yes. Like set a boundary and then be like, let's try again. Give them a chance to do it, do a do over, right? And yes. like try to make amends. I mean, obviously, when you mess up, we need to oh, get right with God and then we come back and we have to get right with our kids, own what we said, that we messed up, we made a mistake, ask for forgiveness. Um, so how do you deal with mess ups? Oh, that's such a good question. <laughs> well, Okay. So if it's with my kids, it's different than it's with me. Actually, I guess it's the same. It's the same really. So when there is stuff going on and it's just getting heated, either I'm yelling or they're yelling or, you know, things are just not going well. Sometimes I have to just step away. Sometimes I ask them, 
to step away, like go sit down somewhere for a minute because things are getting worse. And then lately, since they're getting older, I come to them and I say, okay, I've taught you how to handle this. Do you think you can work through it on your own or do you need my help? Because for so long, we would sit down and I would pray with them. And then I would have them tell me what was going on. They would take turns and then they would apologize to each other. And then we would move on. And I would initiate that and I would go over that. But I was like, you guys, you're getting older. I think you can do this yourselves. And when I asked them to do that, usually they run away, like laughing, like right away. Like they're already like, oh yeah, of course I can figure this out with Ty. But when they come to me and they feel like I am, I don't know, the judge or the the prosecutor person, they are more quick to like tattle on each other and argue with each other. And it, it becomes this bigger deal in their minds when they think that they can't handle it. And they think that the other person just needs to be punished, just needs to be disciplined. When it's me that is messing up, I, I come later and I was like, oh, you guys, I'm so sorry that I yelled. And I notice sometimes when I do that, I also try to give an excuse, which I'm working on stopping right now, but I'll be like, oh, I'm so sorry I yelled. I was just really hungry and everybody else was yelling. And it was crazy. And I'm like, no, I need to stop doing that. No, I just need to be, I'm sorry that I yelled. That was not okay. And every time someone in our house says, I'm sorry, I, I make the other person say, I forgive you in Jesus name, because I don't want them to think that they have to figure out how to forgive someone on their own or that they're allowed to hold on to it and then forgive later. When they're older, maybe that's something they can work through. But I want them to know like, we can't forgive someone else. When they do wrong things, we're still angry. We're still hurt. We're still upset. I want them to know that Jesus is the one who gives us the power to forgive others because he forgives us. So that's kind of what we do. Um, But one of the things I want to say about the power of words is that so often we don't we don't use our words well and we don't take care of our words because we don't understand what they mean. So one of my favorite Bible verses for a very long time, most of my life has been Psalm 37, four. And it says, delight yourself in the Lord for he will give you the desires of your heart. And I've always loved that because I'm just an emotional person. I love the way God talks about our hearts, but A couple of months ago, I was prompted to look up that word because I had recently found a, I think it's called a concordance, a Hebrew and Greek dictionary at a thrift store or something. And so I decided to look it up. And that word delight is used a couple of times in the Bible. But in the other verse, it's, it's used the normal way, the way we understand delight. You know, when a child delights in a flower or when we're delighting in ice cream or whatever it is where you're enjoying And I always thought that that's what that verse meant. I am just to enjoy God and delight in him. And I understood that. But when I looked up this word in that particular verse, that word delight actually means to be soft and adaptable. So to delight myself in the Lord actually means to be soft towards him so that he can change my heart. And that radically changed how I was able to receive God's word, how I understood his relationship with me, so many things. And so I think sometimes when we are starting to use a word a lot, like when I start to tell myself all the time, oh, I'm really depressed again or something, we need to go back to the definition of that word. For a while, I got in a rut of saying, I'm just so overwhelmed. I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so overwhelmed. I finally looked up that word. To be overwhelmed means to be defeated. So I was basically proclaiming over myself, I'm already defeated. 
I'm already stuck. I'm already out of the game. And God says, we're never defeated. He says, you're a permanent victor in Christ. And so we need to go back to that for our kids and for ourselves of saying, what does this word mean? And if it means that, I'm not, I'm not going to use it. I'm not going to use that word anymore. Thank you. Thank you so much. And if you are a mama who loves spiritual growth, this was really good for you to hear. And I don't talk a lot of the spiritual aspect on my podcast, but this was really good to hear and a really great reminders. And thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate it. Can you let us know where our listeners can find you and connect with you? Yes, I am on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I have a podcast. It's called The Clarity Show with Katie Noob. And Katie is spelled C-A-I-T-Y. So, and depending on when this episode airs, my book might be out and available. I don't know for sure yet. There's some details still in the works, but check in with me on Instagram and see if it's available because that's that's where I'm really able to connect with people, my written word. I love speaking on the podcast, but the written word comes a lot better to me. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. And we'll add all those things in the show notes. And thank you for being here. Hey, Mama, here are the takeaways. Your words will become inner talk for your kids. So it is very important to be aware of what you say to your children. Number two, we can choose to get off the negative spiral of our thoughts by filling our minds with God's promises and positive affirmations. What we focus on expands. You can create a gratitude journal that you write in every single day. And so your mind has more positive things to focus on. And number four, what you tell yourself, you will take action on. So if you tell yourself, I'm always frustrated, you will take action on it. Okay? So your beliefs affect your thoughts. Your thoughts affect your words. And your words affect your actions. So let's be really aware of what we tell ourselves. Hi, friend. Did you learn something new or found value in this episode? If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with one Christian mama friend who has young kiddos and could benefit from this message? Word of mouth is the best way to spread the word and grow this podcast. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, would you please rate and review on Apple Podcasts so I know that this content is helpful and I can continue to create more episodes. This is really the only way for me to know that you are blessed by this podcast. I'll see you soon, my friend. God bless you.